This podcast is sponsored by Drax. As the UK's largest renewable electricity generator, Drax plays a critical role in UK energy security. They have committed to invest £2.5 billion in new green energy infrastructure, creating jobs and growth across the country. Find out more at Drax.com. Hello and welcome to Coffee House Shots. I'm James Seal and we're broadcasting today from Birmingham where it's day one of the Conservative Party conference. I'm joined today by Katie Balls and Fraser Nelson. Today's big topic of discussion is the 45p tax cut and Prime Minister Liz Truss was out on the Laura Koonsberg show this morning to defend it to the viewers. What I care about is about making our country successful, making our economy successful. And I do think that there has been too much focus in politics about the optics or how things look. Katie, what was your reaction to that? So I think what's interesting watching that interview is Liz Truss had a bit of a mere culprit in the sense that she was she said that with hindsight she had accepted, and I'm these aren't her exact words, um, that her mini budget had not been a massive success was basically her message, and therefore it, it, should, it had had problems and she accepted this, but. The way that she put this was to say that ultimately what she had concluded is there had to be more work laying the ground. So she said she should have laid the ground better. And as we just heard, you know, saying in the future, she'll be better at doing that. The problem is she didn't actually want to change a single measure in it. So the situation we have is where she's saying that the preparation and the way it was pitched should have been done better. But now it's done. There will be no changes to this budget. And... As I, and I think we'll get on to Michael Gove, but given we're having an increasing number of Tory MPs come out and say they object to the 45p tax, so uh, abolishing you know, the tax for the richest, ultimately, how long does this hold? And I think Liz Truss had an opportunity today, in my opinion, to bring this back politically slightly. And I know lots of people said she can't move now. She's got herself in a position where there are no good options and therefore she has to plough on. Otherwise, you are you know, a weak prime minister just a few weeks into your premiership. But given the political reality, and I don't think uh, reversing, you know, cancelling or delaying her 45p plan would calm the markets in the way that perhaps it would have done she just hadn't said it in the first place. But in terms of MPs and where they are, if they want to defend the other packages, I think this is something that would be good to throw at them. She's made clear she doesn't plan to do that. And now I think we are just in a battle of Liz Truss and her critics, Liz Truss's government versus the MPs, to see who gets their way on this. And this is going to be a defining theme of the conference. Well, Rishi Sunak has decided to stay away from the conference with his allies briefing that it's to give her the space she needs to own the moment. But one person who certainly isn't staying away is Michael Gove, who Liz Truss had to see at the show this morning, gleaming back at her across the conference panel. Gove is doing a lot of events this conference, actually, with the most, with nine panel events. And this is what he had to say on the matter. When you have additional billions of pounds in play, to have as your principal decision the headline tax move cutting tax for the wealthiest. That is a display of the wrong values. It sounds right now. Uh, Fraser, what what are your thoughts on Gove's manoeuvres? Well, I remember um, reading in one of your columns, Katie, recently about Liz Truss, when it was clear she was going to win, one of her allies gave you a quote to the effect that Gove is finished, Gove is over. Well, he doesn't look like somebody who's finished. He looks like somebody who's just getting started. In fact, he almost looks like being the figure of opposition in this Tory party conference in Birmingham. It was really quite striking, the new, the new BBC format, to actually have him in the same studio 
as Liz Truss, watching her, listening to her, passing his damning verdict straight after the interview, saying that, yes, she has done a mea culpa, but it's not enough. She needs to make more changes. Now, for somebody who's, you know, a few couple of weeks ago, he told us he was stepping back from frontline politics. What he didn't say was he was being preparing to be very, very active in what you second line politics or backbench politics. So I think that what he's got to say in conference after conference um, panel will be reported quite eagerly. It will be very interesting to see as well how many people use similar language to him. He is emphasising that there was no pitch rolling, the markets were prepared, but also alighting on this 45p tax as a point of rebellion. Now, very interestingly, we had the new party chairman, Jake Berry, on Sky News earlier today, and he was asked about those who disagree with Liz Truss's points on the 45p tax. Here's what he had to say. There are also reports that some Conservative MPs are even prepared to vote against the budget or the financial measures in the budget. If they did that, would that be treated as a vote of confidence? Would they lose the whip? Yes. They would lose the whip? Correct. So you have got a battle line here. You've got a part to the Tory party chairman suggesting that he would take the whip away, expel from the party Michael Gove, himself a former chief whip, Julian Smith, another chief whip who disagrees with the abolition of the additional rate, and a whole bunch of other Tories. Um, and it's so basically using this as a battle of will against Liz Truss. If she thinks that she would face enough rebellion, perhaps in an amendment to a budget vote in a few weeks' time, then she'd have to back down on this. She'd have to either delay it or take it out of the budget. She couldn't really afford to take away the whip from that many members of a party when her effective majority is quite thin anyway. So it's um, really quite striking that not just it doesn't take a matter of hours. The opening event of a Tory party conference was a Gove versus Truss conflict with battle lines drawn and a vote, a potential rebellion vote, now very much in prospect. And given this is the case, Katie, do you think that already there are questions about the leadership of Liz Trust? Do you think that this potential for Michael Gove and his more, shall we say, red Tory view, um, is there a chance for this sort of ideological faction to maybe win out in the party right now over the more libertarian dimension, which is represented by Liz Truss? Well, Liz Truss only recently won the membership, but we are in a very strange situation right now. Um, so I think a lot is happening in just a handful of days. And any idea that a new leader would bring probably end some of the turbulence of the past year, I think it's now gone to bed. That's not happening. We have a situation where I think last last week I spoke to someone very experienced in the party who said if you told them on Friday before the fiscal event, someone other than Liz Truss would lead the party into the next election. They said not in a million years. There is no appetite for that. We're now in a situation, they said, where, and, and this was probably midweek last week, so the numbers could have moved. And they said there's a 40% chance they thought that someone else leads the party into the next election. I think it means we have a situation where Liz Truss could have had done this fiscal event and actually stuck to what she said during the Tory leadership contest. So reversing national insurance, cancelling the planned corporation hike, and also probably uh, announced her energy package. But because she had all these other measures, and now we're in a world where her ministers are giving interviews, Simon Clark at the Weekend to the Times, uh, hinting at mass spending cuts. And interestingly, when Liz Truss does four times stay in the interview, um, you know, to rule out spending cuts, she would not do that. I think you are increasingly hearing MPs saying 
as Laura Coons actually put to Liz Truss at the end of the interview, what is the mandate for this? You know, where is your mandate for what it seems now quite a drastic pulling away from what the 2019 electoral pitch was? I think when Michael Gove is, is much more close, closer to that 29 pitch, so bigger state, more intervention. And that would be one of the themes of these fringes. Now, a lot of uh, MPs are staying away, but the fact that Michael Gove is doing uh, what, nine, nine events, nine events most, yeah. um, during this conference, I think he clearly wants to have an active say in this. And I think that Liz Truss has, through a series of self-forced errors and actually just almost going too hard too soon. I remember the day before that mini budget, someone said to me, this government has balls of steel. And I wrote it. And then, you know, but by almost by going so hard, she's put herself in quite a vulnerable position. So you are in a quite a mad situation where what should be Liz Truss's almost celebratory coronation coronation conference is actually wrapped with lots of people just not sure how this is going to land. And this isn't about letters immediately and so forth but as Fraser says we've got to see how this how this is going to be voted through the fact that Jake Berry is talking about removing the whip is there enough discipline to actually you know get people back on side I think the fact that Liz Truss is making it very clear she doesn't want to move an inch suggests we are heading to a confrontation and just the final thing I'd say is I don't know what Fraser thought I thought it was quite interesting and I, I do not know if Liz Truss just misspoke slightly or if it was on purpose when she was asked about the 45p tax um, right? and she said that she had she admitted she had not run it by her cabinet before uh, announcing it and instead it was the Chancellor's decision. Now, is that her assigning responsibility to the Chancellor so it's less to do with her? Or do you think that was a, a mislip, Fraser? Yeah, I thought that was very significant. I mean, it's... Um... It's quite striking that the most, the single most politically contentious part of this budget, abolishing the additional rate, something which has attracted more attention, for example, than the um, the sixty billion pound fuel bill subsidy. The decision to do that wasn't even taken by her own cabinet, so they didn't sign off on it. And to an extent, you might say they can't really be expected to defend it. When she said it was the Chancellor's decision, I think she perhaps misspoke if she meant it was his idea and she went along with it. As I, as I understand it, it was the other way around. Um, and they were they sort of prided themselves on the fact that nobody saw that coming. And I think they wanted it to be a surprise to the extent whereby they didn't even tell their own cabinet. Now, of course, this highlights the concerns, not just of voters, but of Liz Truss supporting Conservatives about the Liz Truss operation. But it is so tight that she is, that her judgment is is pretty whack. But worse than that, she's not taking advice from her own cabinet or anybody else. So uh, other than a small group of advisors. So therefore, you could end up with a situation where she hands the most almighty weapon, pre-election weapon to the Labour Party, the ability to say that the Tories are doing all this to ta- cut tax on the rich. And she does this without even consulting those, the people in, in the, the four great offices of state, the inner cabinet, I don't know what you want to call it. But to think that decisions of this scale are being made with such little consultation is really quite striking. And I think will add to... Um, add fuel to the argument of those who think that the list trust operation is already out of control and needs to be recalibrated. Now, this recalibration means, and already you can see this in remarks being made by George Freeman, who was a, a policy advisor to um, Theresa May, still a Tory MP. He is saying that basically that the cabinet needs to rise up in rebellion and assert its control over the prime minister and the chancellor. Now, I don't really see much chance of that happening yet, but the fact that it's already even being spoken about days into the launch of a trust 
premiership illustrates what incredible period of history we're living through and how this um, Tory party conference week may prove to be a lot more eventful than your average Tory conference. And I think just looking ahead, uh, James, I know that you're going to be frantically attending all these fringes, but as Fraser touches on, we are at a conference where there is a split in the party about the direction and lots of, you know, disquiet and discomfort and yet we are going to have multiple panels, some of which spectators are hosting, every day where there'll be debates about policy. We're going to have the chance of giving various after-dinner or drinks reception speakers speeches at think tanks, which have been pushing for this agenda for some time. And therefore, at a moment where almost you would want cool heads to work out with the best planners, I think we could have a situation where it feels like we're, we're uh, almost pouring petrol on what it could be becoming a bit of a Tory crisis. Thank you, Katie. Thank you, Fraser. And thank you for listening. And you can find all our events online at www.spectator.co.uk forward slash conference. And just to give you a taste of our events programme, today, if you are around, we'll be hosting a welcome between 4.30 to 5.30 in Hall 7, uh, where you can come along, pick up a copy of our conference programme and grab a G&T. Did I mention the gin? And then on Monday, do come along for a panel I'll be chairing on what does levelling up really mean um, in light of the new Prime Minister, which includes Ben Houch in the Tees Valley Mayor and Deanna Davison, who is now uh, in the Department for Levelling Up. Look forward to seeing you there.